0: Oh, and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here, along with Schwan Humes, going to look at the uh doings in women's MMA in the past week. Uh, don't forget to check out my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. I did one on Tuesday, and also check out my blog at frank316.blogspot.com. Uh, Posted two new videos up on my blog from the UFC. And last night, I actually today, I actually posted one from last night's NXT show, the Io uh, uh, e. Shirai versus um, uh, Candice LeRae match with uh, tables, ladders, and chairs. You really should check that out. It's very good. Okay, so let's talk about last Saturday. The uh, first uh, fight we have to talk about is uh, Lauren Murphy uh, wins over... Uh, L- Lilia Shakarova uh, by uh, second round armbar. So the story here is that uh, Lauren's original opponent was supposed to be uh, Calvio. She tested positive for COVID-19. So Lilia was brought in on short notice. Uh, she is 29 years old from Uzbekistan. She trains at uh, Akhmat Fight Club in Russia, which is the uh, uh, gym owned by the uh, – Chechen dictator there, you know, Katerov. Anyway, uh, I watched a couple of her fights, and she's basically a striker, but not particularly effective. Uh, you know, she fought fairly recently, which is I think why she got the call for this. Um, uh, Lauren is a veteran fighter. She seems to have improved a little bit, uh, um, training at um, uh, in Houston at... Um, Saeed's joint, whatever the hell it's called. Anyway, the point is is that she is on a three-fight winning streak, and I thought in the first round, uh, neither of them did much of anything. Um, um, but uh, I think uh, Saeed told uh, um, Lauren to get busy in round two, and she was able to uh, get a takedown. And uh, I think her very first submission finish. Okay, so uh, the, the, the opponent change did not do her any favors. Okay, so that's we'll start with that, and I want to get to the, the post-match stuff once uh, Schwann talks a little bit about the fight itself.
1: Yeah, um, Sharakova, is that her name? Lilia? Lilia? Lilia Shar- uh, Shakarova. Shakarova, there you go. Shakarova. She can strike, but she's one of those people who can throw one or two techniques. She can't really throw in combinations. She doesn't feel comfortable throwing flurries. And that was that's what basically turned the fight. Murphy was comfortable moving her feet, throwing combinations, and putting some pressure on her. Shak- Shak- Shakarova could never find her distance. She could never put shots together. And without that, she couldn't get to the position she needed to to get takedowns consistently. I mean, it was they were, the takedowns she tried were telegraph, clinches. So essentially, she just got bullied because she couldn't set anything up. Lauren Murphy didn't take her seriously as a striker, didn't really get unnerved by her pressure. And um, so basically Lauren Murphy was able to take over with the volume and then transition into takedowns and basically work her over. I don't think Liliana was prepared to uh, to grapple. She's not prepared to grapple from a, a defensive position. I think she's used to dictating to girls and bullying them and controlling them. And when she was put on the defensive, she didn't have any answers and she was just outclassed.
0: There's too much experience. Well, I think you watched the same fights that I did, and I just didn't think much of her. You know, I, that's what you get sometimes with a short notice fighter, right? Yeah,
1: I, I thought she's she she looks she looks stocky, but she still looks smaller than Murphy from what I saw. Yeah. I said she looked like a functional striker, but she had some grappling chops and she had some physicality. But even if, unless you have a huge physicality advantage, if you can't comparably either defend strikes or set up your own strikes it's hard to get anything going because the person is just bullying you. You can't get into the spot you need to to really get deep on a takedown or really get a secure clinch because you're walking through fire. It was just too much of a gap in experience. I felt she showed some good things, like a a couple good things, but Murphy is just too far outside of her realm as far as her skill set and what she's faced previously. I mean, there's such a gap between Murphy and the best girl she's fought. It would have been hard to make that up.
0: Yeah. Well, the real story here was all week Lauren was whining about um, Jennifer Maya and uh, Jessica Andrade getting title shots. She she thinks she should be higher ranked and all that sort of stuff there. And I'll say right off the top, as I said before, I don't think the opponent change did her any favors because let's face it, if she fights Cynthia Calvillo and wins, her stock rises. Not because I think Cynthia is a particularly good fighter and you don't either, but because the UFC holds her in high regard, okay? So, you know, it was, it was an unfortunate change, okay? But the bottom line is this. She hasn't beaten anybody to make me think that she belongs in the top five, okay? She yeah. has to go out and beat somebody that's in the top five. She hasn't done that yet, okay? Um, you know, Jennifer Maya got an opportunity to fight JoJo, and she won the fight, and she earned the title shot, okay? Okay. We obviously don't think that Jennifer had the hope in hell would be the Valentina Shilteco. And not only that, with with Jessica, look, it's obvious that if they wanted her to work her way up the division, they would have done that, but they're not going to do that. She's a former champ. So they had her fight the number one ranked fighter in the division, which is Mm Tatlin Canadian, and she won easily. And now she's going to go after Valentina. And actually, I expect what they'll do is at the uh, upcoming a uh, fight, championship fight. When it's over, uh, Jessica is going to come in the cage and do a stare down. What do you think?
1: Well, um, I, that's they're probably trying to angle it towards. I, I didn't have a problem with Lauren complaining because the best thing. I mean, everybody says the squeaky wheel gets the grease or the oil, whatever you want to call it. The only way she's she ain't gonna keep, getting what she wants. I, I understand that, but the only way she's able to keep herself in the media or on top, especially with this with this opponent change, is for her to say. And draw attention to herself. So that's what she's doing. Whether she gets what she wants or not, she's still. Kept, I mean, people are actually still talking about her being in the the title talks, and she's not. The people giving
0: you hard time on. You know, people giving you hard time
1: online about this. Yeah, a lot of people were. They they feel like you know, and I saw what Laura Murphy wrote online. On, I just told them she hasn't beaten anybody elite. Beating Jessica I carries more weight than beating Modaferry, Andrea Lee, and Mara Romero Varella. Beating Caitlin Chukagan carries more weight than beating those three too. Every time she's faced a better athlete or one of the better fighters in the division, essentially she's lost. She lost to Caitlin Chukagan. She lost to Sajara Eubanks. The people she's beat, Honchak, Barella, Lee, Montefiore. At this weight class, they've been so-so at best. So she doesn't have a legit argument because she hasn't beaten anybody of the caliber that Maya beat. She hasn't beaten anybody of the caliber that Andrade beat. Cynthia Calvillo was going to be her saving grace. The only thing I was going to say, there's no way she's getting that title shot. So the best thing she could do is call out Andrade. Now they probably wouldn't give her the Andrade fight, but she could no. at least cha- she could at least challenge her and and make some headway and say like, no, I want a number one contender spot. Tell Andrade sign the contract. I'll meet her there. And I don't know that it would apply any pressure, but the UFC sometimes folds when a certain when a fighter calls calls their shot. I know I don't think they would in this case. No, I, don't I don't think, think they would in this case. It would it would have it would have looked better than asking to jump ship over Andrade. I would have demanded Andrade if I was her.
0: Well, you know what I was wondering about? I wonder if she was offered that fight with JoJo. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, it is a good question. Yeah. Because okay. I- what if she was offered that and her husband, who's her manager as well, he's also in the corner, turned it down?
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if that came out, then she'd have no, no no legs to stand on because you had a clear line to the title. And you took it because you didn't want to take a short notice fight. And that's the thing. When you're, I need to be 100% ready. I won't take short notice fights. Okay, well, then you can't complain with the position you're in. You have to take advantage when opportunity presents itself. As somebody once said, opportunity won't always be around. Excuses will be. So you can make excuses or you can take the opportunity.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, like I said, I I don't feel she deserves a title shot. I don't don't either. But I I don't think she's beaten anybody. I don't yeah, either. The, I the, the, the whining, the, the, the whining herself. to me. Okay, here's the thing about the whining. She's always whining. Okay, when she was losing fights by split decision, she wasn't taking responsibility for it. She was blaming the judges. Okay, well, that's when that's, the that's, re-
1: almost, that's almost every fighter, though.
0: Yeah, but she does this all that when she was on tough. Okay, on on tough twenty six. Yeah, she was doing the same thing, it's never her fault. Okay, yeah, she's a whiner,
1: yeah. I mean, she is, and but I, I and even though I don't necessarily know if it's 100%, I believe that her constantly talking has one, it's hurt her because the UFC hasn't pushed her in a certain way. Too, it's helped her because it keeps her in the news. I mean, there's times when she's on a losing streak and she's still in MMA media because she's saying Eddie Alvarez is a misogynist that's, or she's saying these people are whatever. Yeah. Being, but that being, but that's because being, but being viable in the media matters to the UFC. Being viable
0: in the uh, media matters. You it's know a, what? Because most of the guys who write this stuff are
1: idiots. That, that might be too, but the fact of the matter is, that's playing the game. Being viable in the media means something to the UFC. It does. Yeah. I mean, she shouldn't, she shouldn't even got Cynthia Calvillo off her recent win streak, but Murphy's always talking. She's always complaining. She's always pointing fingers. It it helps to a certain degree. She shouldn't even got mm. – Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Calvillo versus Murphy was a step back for Calvillo, but it was a great opportunity for Murphy. She probably got that in part because she keeps talking, because none of her wins have been impressive enough for her to get Cynthia Calvillo. None of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, let's go on to
0: the other part. because just, you know I, I don't I don't like her constant whining. I, she's talking after the match, and I'm just sitting there laughing. I said, "What kind of idiot are you? What kind of world do you live in?" You know, it's just
1: tails Chael, on his head, "Call your shot." So she called it. Oh, yeah.
0: Hold on a second. Okay, so the other fight, we had uh, Miranda Maverick beat Liana Jojua, and it was stopped after the first round. So basically, um, so let's talk about the fighters, first of all. Miranda is from Springfield, Missouri. She uh, lives now. She trains in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, trains at House of Muay Thai. She also goes to school at uh, Old Dominion University. And uh, she's 23 years old. She's, she's an addictive vet, okay? Uh, Liana is from uh, Georgia, and she trains at old-school MMA in Russia. And uh, she's one in one in the UFC. She was fighting at uh, uh, bantamweight, but she's dropped a flyweight. Um, again, she's it's hard to say what she's like. We didn't really learn that much from this fight. Uh, the problem with the first round is Liana basically – did nothing okay she just kind of stood around and um, Miranda won the first round kind of marginally I think uh though she did open a cut an elbow opened a cut on Leanna's nose and that was on the bridge of her nose so uh the cut man he couldn't he couldn't stop the bleeding and so the ref called the uh, doctor in and um and he uh stopped the fight so it was stopped at between rounds I don't think the fight really told me anything about either fighter, and the problem is, what happened with Leanna is she went back to her corner, and the first thing her coach said to her is, "What are you waiting for? Why are you standing around? Don't wait for her." So he knew he told her to stop doing that, and uh, you know, I mean, uh, it doesn't tell me much about Miranda. But after the fight, Miranda made me laugh. She, she says, "I'm the next big thing." <laughs> and it's like it's a little early for that kind of humorous you know what I mean
1: yeah so, I, I kind of saw the fight a little bit different I, I felt early on uh Liana was controlling it because she was she's to me she's a little bit of a cleaner striker she was aggressively counter-punching but when she counter punches, she only threw ones and twos early in the fight she was she was catching Miranda real clean but the thing about it is, it seemed like Miranda realized that A, she doesn't hit very hard, and B, she doesn't throw a combination. It's not one, two leg kick or one knees or something. It's always just one, two, one, two or one. She pot shots basically. So when Miranda realized that and realized she doesn't hit hard, all she basically did was switch up her variety a little bit and throw a lot more volume. So yeah. even when she landed in one or two, Maverick's coming back with three, four, five, or she's throwing a. She's doing a punch, kick combination, kick, punch combination. She's just mixing it up and throwing enough volume where for every one shot Leanna lands, she's landing four, five, six, seven. And the more she kept landing, the more she threw, the more she landed. And Leanna just essentially got overwhelmed because Leanna's an aggressive counterpuncher. She walks towards you and she tries to get you to show your hand and then she counters it. And that's fine if somebody backs off or you hit really hard and you can stop them. She, The girl didn't back off. She's like, bam, you hit me, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And eventually she just broke her down with pressure and volume. She didn't yeah. make – I mean, it's a good adjustment. It wasn't great technically. It didn't show, like, high-level athleticism. Her, her striking is okay. She's more of a grappler. And I, she's young, so I, I I like the fact she's announcing herself. But I don't know that I saw enough that says that she can make Me any sort neither. of real jump two or three fights. She needs to be brought along slowly. She needs yeah. to be brought along Um
0: What did you think of the stoppage, okay? Because I think the, the, the shot that she got – he was kind of lucky, okay. When you you get a uh, you know you get a elbow like that, you happen to uh, bust her open like that, and it really it was Liana's own fault, like I said. I, mean, I wouldn't say that Miranda won that fight. I would say that Liana lost that fight. Like she beat herself, really. Okay, but what did you think of the stoppage? There was some um, grousing about it, maybe uh, you know, well, be being unwarranted was- or whatever. She wasn't really,
1: I mean, like, hurt into the point where she's losing conscience or she couldn't defend herself, and she seemed to want to continue. Um, it's just basically it's a cut. You don't want it to get really messy and really ugly. There's just, just a certain – especially they do this with women fighters more than men fighters. They let men get cut up and sliced up and keep it going. A lot of times women fighters get choked too badly or hit too hard. They, they seem to stop the fights when I've seen guys getting, like, elbow dropped off the top rope, and they still keep – they let it go. So I, it was fine with me because they couldn't stop the bleeding, but I think if it would have been a guy, I, I honestly think they would have let that keep going for a little bit. Mm, could be. I don't know. Uh, Around they they eye, stop, they, they, the
0: eye. The bottom they, line is they couldn't stop it. Like you yeah. should leaking all over the place. And if you can't stop it in the corner, I mean, that's their job is to do that. Anyway. Yeah. So that's, anyways, that's Let's go on to uh, – uh, videos for both of those fights are up on my blog. Let's go on to this Saturday. We have uh, one women's fight on the show. I'm not too thrilled with it. It's at uh, Flyweight. It is uh, um, Courtney Casey versus Priscilla Cachoeira. And the only thing I will say about this fight is I don't care about it <laughs> because, uh, you know, Priscilla is terrible. She uh, trains at uh, PRVT, so she's a teammate of Jessica Andraj. And she fights the same style. She's just not very, not as good at it, not even close. Uh, Courtney, of course, uh, trains these days, I think, at uh, uh, MMA Lab in, in Phoenix, right? With uh, John yeah. Crouch. And She's originally, yeah. she used to fight in Guam. So she's from, like, Hawaii, eh? Uh, but uh, she has technic- technical fighting ability, but I don't think her fight IQ is the greatest. Okay, so I'm not crazy about either fighter. I think Courtney will win the fight, but if she loses, I think we may see the last of her.
1: yeah, um, I think this is probably hitting her wall just because she's been so terribly inconsistent as a fighter I mean she you just don't she rarely puts she rarely puts wins together and and most of the fights she's lost all come down to the fact that when she gets taken down and she's in an inferior position instead of getting back up to her feet to you know, contest or to make the opponent work or to get back to a striking example, a striking fight. She just looks for submissions that she never gets and loses the fights on on control and position. And then when she fought Jillian Gill- Anderson, she let the fight go to the ground against somebody who was a much better grappler than her, even though Gillian hadn't shown great striking, hadn't shown great striking defense. And even though she's a good wrestler, if you stick a jab on her, put some combinations, her ability to get to that takedown is drastically reduced, but she engaged her on the ground feeling she could grapple with her and get and got finished dynamically. Um, Cachuera, as we said before, she trains with Jessica Andrade. She, she has some physicality. She hits hard because she loads up on her shots and she swings for everything she has. She has a little bit of a, a strike, a variety of strikes, not something continuous, not something that she mains, r- maintains, but she just tries to bully girls and break them down. It's really only worked, again, in one fight against Dobson. Every other fight she's been manhandled and outclassed because of her lack of grappling and her lack of high-end athleticism. I would expect the same thing to happen against Casey because Casey should be the better athlete, and Casey should be comparably big and strong. If Casey doesn't walk into something big or just get overwhelmed because she throws some, a, a bad strike, she, she should be able to win this. She's a better grappler. The striking should be about even. The athleticism should be in Casey's favor. But Casey's so bad IQ-wise, and she makes such bad decisions when under duress, I have no idea what's going to happen. But she should win this.
0: Okay, now on Tuesday on the uh, Contender Series, we're back in Vegas now, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Uh, on the Contender Series, we have a, a fight at strawweight. It is Pauline Macias, I think that's how it's pronounced, uh, versus Gloria De Paula. Okay, so let's tell you who the fighters are first of all. Pauline uh, is from Denver. She uh, trains at Factory X, which is Mark Montoya. Uh, Her Mm -hmm. record is 4-0. Three of her fights have been in the LFA, so you can watch them on YouTube or uh, actually UFC Fight Pass. Uh, I watched her latest fight, and she won by split decision, and considering that she had a fairly significant size advantage over her opponent, she didn't look very good. I didn't think she was aggressive enough. Uh, in, in my opinion okay the other fighter uh gloria uh she is from um uh, sao paulo brazil she's 25 years old she trains at uh Shootbox, uh which uh the coach there is diego lima uh her teammate and girlfriend is ufc fighter uh mayra Silva. in fact mayra was talking about that about her when she was uh, fighting a few weeks ago Okay, so uh, she is uh, four and two. She's mostly lately been fighting for the uh, Brazilian uh, all-women's promotion called SFT. Uh, And in fact, SFT has a show uh, this Sunday, which you can watch. I think it's a pay-per-view on Fight TV. Anyway, uh, I watched her last fight, and she had a size advantage as well. But the big difference is she was really aggressive and I thought she looked pretty good. So with that in mind, I kind of favor her. The thing about the contender series to keep in mind is uh, um, they're looking for fighters to be aggressive here because let's face it, you not only got to win the fight, but you compete against other fighters. Though I've noticed that uh, White has been a little more uh, liberal about handing out contracts uh, this year. Okay, so uh, I think I asked you to watch uh, the fights that I watched. So did you? uh, I hope you did that. Yep. Okay, so what did you think of these two? Um
1: in the case of let me get their names right again. Uh, Colleen Pauline Macius. Macius, she looks pretty strong, pretty athletic. Her striking isn't there. She swings hard. She looks like she has some power, but she doesn't she 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 doesn't have an understanding of distance management yet. She can't cleanly put together shots. And when she swings, she kind of exposes herself for counters because she has her chin up and she reaches and lunges. I think a lot of her striking is kind of what Ronda did, kind of what Fedor did at a lower level, trying to use her strike to not just land a strike, but transition to clinches so she can get sweeps, uh, double legs, single legs, trips, hip tosses, whatever, fireman's carry, um, suplex, whatever she can get to get her to navigate the distance, get her where she can get her hands on her opponent and get the takedowns. Uh, Her other opponent, Gloria, seems like a more more or less kind of a straight-up striker from what I've seen. She has a lot of volume. She swings hard. She likes to pressure people and break them down. Um, Neither one of them has fought great opposition, and both of them have been bigger and stronger. So it seems like a lot of their success comes from them being bigger, stronger athletes and not facing really experienced girls or really skilled girls. I would favor Gloria just because I'm not sure how good – that Macias will be at getting to the position she needs to get. She needs to get to the clinch. And even though against girls who are 0-2 and 1-1, and and she can get to the clinch by swinging wildly, um, Gloria might have enough poise and control to either step out and counter or step forward and counter. And she might just blow her doors off. Um, Macias is a judoka by nature, and she has some of the same problems that other judoka who who came after Ronda Rousey had, where they're a little stiff in their stand-up, and they're, a little sti- they're predictable in how they look for that clinch and it's easy to kind of catch them early and put them on their heels, especially with these girls. Cause when you face a certain class of athlete, you just throw them around. And against this girl, um, Gloria is more of a athletic and bigger. So I don't think she's going to get tossed as easily. I think she's, I think uh, Macias is going to have to get through her hands and I'm not sure how comfortable she'll be when she eats a combination or eats a really hard shot from some, somebody of her size. If she can get through it, she should take her down and she should be able to win. But I'm thinking even if she gets her down, she's kind of she's gonna gas from the effort and, and probably get chopped up on the feet. So it's I'd probably favor Gloria just because um, I just don't have faith in Masius's ability to transition from outside to the clinch cleanly and effectively. Her striking just to me isn't isn't there. It's just it's just attribute based. There's nothing. There's no real depth to it. So if she doesn't overwhelm her right away, I expect her to kind of get chopped up. And even when she's taking girls down on the ground, she hasn't been a great submission person or ground and pound. So, and I know she can't control somebody for two or three rounds straight. So, it, it's it's really a glorious fight to lose, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: And now this uh, uh, contender series airs Tuesday at eight PM on ESPN Plus in the US and on TSN in Canada. Okay. Now, one other thing I wanted to mention: I saw a list the other day uh, of uh, fighters who have uh, either retired or been released from Bellator. And the one name that stared up at me is Christina Williams. So could we see Christina Williams in the UFC? What do you think? Uh,
1: I don't know. Um, mainly, to so me, Christina's kind of regressed a little bit. She, she stopped working with Stephen Wright, and she's gone back with her old team or another striking coach. And I feel like you've seen some aggression in her defense. You've seen a little bit of regression in her, her offense. She's getting a little bit one note and getting countered as a result could she be in the UFC? I suppose, but she wasn't doing great in Bellator, and Bellator doesn't have a super deep division in the first place, I I think she has enough striking and and durability, but the thing about it is in the UFC, they've got better athletes, they've got, in Bellator, there's three or four girls who have the athleticism and the skill set to kind of punish her, in the UFC, there's like eight, and I feel like she's taking some steps backwards, so I I don't know what if it benefits the UFC to have her in until maybe she goes through Invicta and and put some wins together. Cause right now she's on a losing streak and has been losing pretty, pretty cleanly, pretty, pretty decisively. Okay.
0: All right. That's about it. You got anything else you want to bring up?
1: Uh, no, just tell people to, uh, you know, you can check me out on the MMA ratings um, podcast on Tuesdays. And I did a guest spot on a, it's called a BJJ, MMA BJJ and life podcast. If you want to check okay. me out on something else.
0: Okay, well, like I said, don't forget to check out my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast, and also my blog at frankg316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments for uh, my blog or either of my podcasts, you can leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.